The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode, Brian and I conclude our divisional and 2022 season preview by collectively placing our playoff brackets and predicting the 2022-23 postseason. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. Brian, we're getting really close, getting back to uh, going back to the film room really soon. Yeah, it's well overdue. It's um, the, 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 the itch that has not been scratched in quite a while. Do we go back to it next week? Sure. But yeah, sooner the better. <laughs> Honestly, ready. I got to I got to warm up again. It's it's been a it's been a little while, but I don't think it's a too bad of an idea. So um, so this we- can. Are we looking at the Hall of Famers again? I don't know. I think we should probably get start getting excited for the uh, the season coming up. I don't know. Take a look at maybe some movement, people on the move, what they bring uh, to their teams, stuff like that. I, I think that'd be probably be the best uh, best route to go personally. Okay. But did some Tyreek? You got Tyreek. I got Maddie Ice. No, no big deal. Okay. Uh, no, no specific reason or anything. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we haven't been in the film room in five months, so uh, it'll be nice to kind of get back to that. And uh, especially because the season is coming up so quickly, um, you know, it, we're a month away. We're I think a week. I think this weekend is uh, the Hall of Fame game, right? Yeah. Jags and Raiders, which is cool. Um, let's see. So, yeah, so we'll get back to the film room. It's coming up quick. Uh, a little bit of news today. Uh, as uh, August 1st, uh, Deshaun Watson's suspension has been handled, so to speak. It could still be, uh, wow, what's the term for it? Damn, I forgot the phrase. You could still uh, fight it. Um, oh, the yeah. damn fr- you know what I'm talking about. Now I sound yeah. goofy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You can still fight it, but uh, as of right now, Deshaun Watson is suspended for the first six weeks of the 2022 season. Jacoby Brissett will be starter, and his backup will be uh, former first-round pick Josh Rosen. So that's really the biggest news, I think, yeah, that we that's, got that's today. by far. It stands above anything else, that's for sure. For sure. We've been waiting for it for a, a long time, and I'm going to remember the word for it. <laughs> that I was trying to think about at the end of the episode. Maybe we'll close out the episode that way. But, um, uh, but yeah, that was the biggest piece of news. Long time coming, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Uh, based on what we've been told from the media, do you think it was fair? Do we think it was um, too much, not enough? What, what's your thoughts on it? Well, it's interesting because 
Goodell could still tack on more if he wants to. If he wants to, but as of right now, yeah, it is minimum probably six, six, six games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the league has been pretty moot of as far as how they're judging this whole situation, because fair or unfair, they don't really like stuff that's handled in the gray. Um, they like when the, the judicial process plays itself out. That they prefer that route. The problem with the Deshaun Watson situation is it hasn't gone to full trial yet. There is no verdict of guilty, not guilty. There is none of that. No, there was and civil suits, and he got away. He, he was okay. I mean, that's that's what I've. So then it's down yeah. to what they normally do, which is they have their own private investigation that happens, and they talk to people. Even though I heard they didn't talk to the victims, which is a really bad look for the NFL, but they also don't really care about that crap. They really don't care. You know, they could hand out this six game suspension and everyone's up in arms and they're they're gonna keep on trucking. Yeah. They don't really care. We had a lot of people when I posted the news uh this morning, like, oh, that's it. I'm done with the NFL. I'm like, oh God. You're what how, how many how many times have you probably said that? You know well, what I mean? That, well, they just came back to the league after swearing off when Vic was allowed back in the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, people just like to say stuff just to stay. Humans, stuff. it's silly. Are inherently flawed, and that does not change just because you're wearing a jersey. Right. People make dumb, horrible mistakes, or are dumb, horrible people, and they're not mistakes their actual actions but that doesn't preclude them from having an occupation that's true it doesn't change i, I i've worked with people that have had duis have you worked with people that have had duis i've worked with people who've killed people so you, that's what i'm saying like, <laughs> this is a job and occupation a high paid one a high publicized one you're right in the spotlight of everything so obviously the magnifying glass is a little bit uh larger yeah the magnifying (laughs) glass is a little magnified yeah so i think that this will go down as a disappointment but we knew that before anything was ever said yeah there's certainly uh it's so weird like the nfl's like line of morality is very all over the place it's like trying to figure out the uh the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like multiverse timeline. How if once st- once something happens and all the branches start going off, yeah. it's weird. I did feel like it when that broke, and then I thought about Calvin Ridley um, and his suspension, right. Right. like which was like he bet on his team to win. He didn't bet on his team to lose. He bet on his team to win. I get it, you know, gambling, maybe you know, not the uh, another not great morality thing either necessarily, especially if you're a player but gone for an entire football season over $1,500. And you can like first strike on the first strike and you can look at it whatever way you want. But at the same time, it's like, uh, you know, is this, was that really, you know, the biggest of issues to hand out, you know, hand out something like that. Just, I I don't know, but no matter what you do, not everybody's going to be happy. Right. And, uh, and yeah, but that's where we sit right now. As of right now, um 6 42 p.m eastern time on august 1st definitely not uh when this episode drops but at time of recording sean watson six games and uh yeah so we're getting jacoby Brissett versus baker mayfield on week one panthers and browns but um but yeah i think that's yeah really that's the only bit of news that we've had 
to discuss today. Um, let's get into this thing. Let's uh, let's talk about our. Let's finish up this uh, this this preview, so to speak, that we have going on here. Uh, just to recap, if you've been following us for the eight, last eight weeks, Brian and I have gone division by division, um, picked winners and losers, looked at everybody's schedule, talked about everybody, picked winners and losers, and uh, we did the math, we did the tiebreaker procedures, and uh, and we have our, our playoff field. So uh, just to recap what we have in the AFC, I have the uh, Buffalo Bills at 14-3 and three as the number one seed. Baltimore Ravens at two at 13 and four Uh, chargers at three. They're the three seed at 13 and four, but uh, split up on tiebreakers and the Indianapolis Colts representing the South uh, at 11 and six on the season are my wild cards, Cincinnati at 13 and four Uh, wild card two, the Denver Broncos at 12 and five and wild card three, the Miami Dolphins at 12 and five. Now for Brian is AFC, uh, he has the Colts at one at 14 and three. Colts Bill- baby. Yeah, I can dream. Uh, Bills at two at 14 and three. Chargers at three at uh, representing the West at 14 and three. Ravens at 12 and five. We have uh, Miami at 12 and five. Cincinnati, uh, I believe, at 12 and five. And the Raiders at 12 and five. So it's a Yahtzee or Full House or whatever the heck um, you call it. Those are our AFC brackets. As far as the NFC goes, representing the East, I have Philadelphia. They are twelve. All, all three of my top top teams, in the NFC are um, are at twelve and five. The Rams, number one, representing the West, at twelve and five. Uh, Saints at two, representing the South, at twelve and five. Philly at three, twelve and five, and uh, fourth, Green Bay, eleven and six. My wild card one, Tampa Bay at eleven and six. Wild card two, Washington at ten and seven. And wild card three, San Francisco just edging out the Detroit Lions at nine and eight for Brian's NFC playoffs. Uh, Tampa Bay at 13 and four. They are the number one team. Uh, Philadelphia at two at 13 and four. Uh, San Francisco winning the West at 12 and five. And then Detroit winning the North at eight and nine. Uh, wild card one is Dallas at 13 and four. Wild card two is the Rams at 12 and five. And wild card three are the Saints at 10 and 7. So we're going to go through the bracket, basically. We're going to see how it plays out. Uh, we're going to go. So we'll do Brian's first rounders, but we don't. it's not going to be just us picking winners because, right, that wouldn't be really worth an episode for you all to listen to. I would no, be, I would feel dirty putting on an episode where, where, where we're just like, yeah, I think the, ball, the Baltimore beat Miami and just yeah. go on to the next one. Yeah. So we're going to have some fun with it. We have seven, um, seven matchups. Okay. Seven uh, ways to get points in between each of these matchups. And we're going to find a way to discuss um, what it is. So what we will be ranking and obviously Brian's pick is going to matter most um, for, you know, how he measures it out for his matchups, but quarterback running back wide receiver slash tight end offensive line, Defensive line, linebackers, defensive backs, seven metrics. And whoever has the most points at the end will be the one that we essentially choose to advance. So we're going to talk about rosters. Obviously, rosters aren't finalized at this point. But, um, but yeah, we're going to give you something to kind of take away from this, I guess. 
Uh, Brian, let's start off with your AFC, where you have the Colts at number one. They are on a bye for week one, wildcard weekend of the 2022-23 playoffs. Your first matchup is between Baltimore and Miami, the four and five seed. All right. Let's talk quarterback first and foremost. Between Lamar Jackson and Tua Tungo Viola, who do you have more faith in to win you games? It's Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson. By not a lot. It's not a lot. Slim. It's it's not I don't know. It's tough because he's such a game changer with his legs. Like ridiculous game changer. So Tua don't have that. Tua's gonna have to rely on just his elite wide receivers. So for now, until proven otherwise, Lamar is a a better quarterback and dynamic playmaker than Tua. For now. All right. So we got one point for Baltimore in that matchup. Let's go to running backs now. Uh, the Ravens' top two running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Of course, this could all change uh, by the time depth charts roll out. Uh, the Dolphins are rolling with Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. Brian, according to these uh, these names, who has the best running back? Who gets a point for running backs? It should be Baltimore, but we haven't seen a full season yet out of all those guys. I love Chase Edmonds in that, it, uh, like Edmonds and Mostert are, are so Shanahan-esque running backs. Obviously, Mostert being an ex-Shanahan Niners running back. So I'm actually leaning Miami on this one. I, I think Chase Edmonds could be a problem in that offense. Interesting. I do like the potential there. And Mostert was a lot of fun a couple of years ago. If he could stay upright, that's that's not too shabby. Well, and the thing with him is if he just a flare route, just like a wheel route out of the backfield and he gets the ball in his hands, I mean, he's one of the fastest guys in the league. No, without a doubt. So, um, All right. We're going to wide receiver slash tight end. All right. So for the Ravens, it's Rashad Bateman, Devin DuVernay, James Proch. Uh, the second and Mark Andrews. Those are their four starters for the Dolphins. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Cedric Wilson Jr., and Mike Gesicki at tight end. Who are you taking in this? I might take Miami over a lot of these playoff teams. I don't hate Gesicki. I know that he's not as good as Andrews, but Tyreek Hill and you know, and, and what Jalen Waddle is just scratching the surface of with no one else around him. And that Cedric Wilson signing is sneaky, dude. Very, very sneaky. Yeah. I like I like Miami's playmakers a lot. For sure. For sure. All right. So Miami's got two to one lead here. Uh, let's take a look at the offensive line. All right. Offensive line right now. Depth chart, unofficial depth chart. This is per ESPN.com for the Ravens. Ronnie Stanley, Tyree Phillips, Tyler Lindenbaum, Kevin Zeitler, and Morgan Moses. Four, the Miami Dolphins, Teron Armstead, Liam Eichenberg, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt, and Austin Jackson. Which offensive line do you trust more? I wish I could do a push. I wish this was betting odds and I could say, that you know, negative one for both. 
you know, if you were to put money on this, I don't, I don't favor either one, but as far as the guys that fit right now, then I know they fit their scheme. The best it's the Ravens, the Ravens offensive line. They are movers. They are maulers, especially adding in Linderbaum into the offense. Good luck to all those linebackers that aren't going to see Linderbaum pulling out on a, on a, on a, you know, counterplay and having the crack pack there. Oh, he's dude. He's going to wreck some dude's careers. And I know he's, he's he, he, like posterizing, but in an NFL way, you know, he's going to be pancaking dudes left and right. For sure. All right. Nope. To the to the credit of Miami, let's just acknowledge that they did a fantastic job of rebuilding the offensive line. They certainly did. They certainly did. Um, all right, so we're tied at two. Let's go the line now. Defensive line. Baltimore runs a 3-4, a base 3-4. Justin uh, Matabuki at left defensive end. Michael Pierce at nose tackle. Calais Campbell at right defensive end. For the Dolphins, they also run a 3-4. Um, their, their front three. Zach Seiler. Raquan Davis and Christian Wilkins. So one thing to keep in mind is the Dolphins retained the defensive coordinator from the previous regime. Yes. Um, McDonald not being a defensive minded coach is leaning on the expertise of his coordinator. And that being said, I think I'm more scared of what Miami has but it's it's pretty close. This is probably the closest position out of all of them. So you're going to give the edge to Miami? I think so, yeah. All right. Let's go to that uh, the linebackers now. For the Ravens, they, uh, of course, four linebackers. Tyus Bowser, Josh Bynes, Patrick Queen, and Odafe away. For the Miami Dolphins, Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh Alandon Roberts, Jerome Baker, and Emmanuel Agba. This one's interesting because if I were to take them out of their base and make them both play nickel, I think I end up liking Miami's linebacker core better in a nickel because I think I know who stays on the field. Right. But when just base base personnel and having four linebackers on the field, it's it's definitely Baltimore. All right. Patrick Queen, in my opinion, is still he has yet to really scratch his potential, I think. He hasn't reached it yet. So he he's the one that is the difference maker out of all those names listed. Okay. All right. So it's gonna come down to this the uh defensive backs to see who advances on to your uh divisional round. So for the Baltimore Ravens, four seed Baltimore Ravens, uh Marcus Peters, Kyle Hamilton. It's uh, strong safety, Marcus Williams, free safety, and uh, Marlon Humphrey at right cornerback. That's nasty. Isn't that gross, like in a good way? Yeah. For the Dolphins, Xavier Howard, Brandon Jones, Javon Holland, and Byron Jones. Good Lord. All right, I take that back. This is the toughest one. (laughs) This is the toughest one. Good Lord. That's some talent. All right, I'm going to lean on the expertise. There's more snaps on one team than the other just because Kyle Hamilton is a rookie uh, lacing it up for the Ravens for the first year. I'm going to go with Miami's secondary. <sighs> All right. Kyle Hamilton could be special, but I also watched a few clips of him on Twitter today of him getting roasted in coverage <laughs> by some no name. 
That's not good, but all right. So Miami advances past Baltimore. Let's go to Chargers and Cincinnati Bengals. This one's going to be a fun one, too. I can already tell. Uh, the obvious one, quarterback. Who would you rather have, Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? I hate that I picked these teams to match, <laughs> match up in the first round. Three in the sixth seed. <sighs> well, I know which game I'm more excited about so far between the two. I mean, this is the this is a marquee game. This has to be on primetime. Um, the Saturday evening one. So yeah. let's go. Let's go like this. Herbert's been in the league longer. Burroughs had more actual. No, they they both got drafted the same year. 2020, same with Tua. Oh, Herbert was 2020? Yeah. I'm getting my years over. Burrow was number one overall, and I think Herbert was sixth. Tua Who's was in the fifth. 2019 class? That's Kyler Murray and Daniel Jones and uh, Dwayne Haskins, RIP. Oh, uh, oh, I, oh, I had that was poor timing on my part. Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right. I still think that it's Herbert. I still think it's Herbert. I love Joey B, but... Giving the edge to Herbert. I like it. It's tough. It's so tough. Um, if you were to break down break the breakdown of quarterbacks, maybe I would come up with a different answer, like who has a better arm, who has a better pocket presence, who has a better anticipation, all that stuff. But at a glance right now, in a vacuum, Justin Herbert is that sculpted model of a quarterback. Absolutely. All right. So let's go over to uh, running backs now. For the Chargers, Austin Eckler and Isaiah Spiller. For the Bengals, Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan. Damn. Well, it's interesting in that the first guy for each team is the pass catcher, the third down back, the check down guy who can create space, you know. Um, and then the other guy is the the banger. He's he's the it's a it's the lightning and the thunder. So it really comes down to who I trust the most, and I trust Joe Mixon and P. Ryan. All right. Next up. Joe Mixon for getting his career back on track last year. He has always been good, but he blew me away. It's what happens, though, when you're not the team's only weapon anymore. Exactly. That's what me and Ryan talked about. Great point, man. Um, all right, let's go to wide receiver slash tight end. For the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, Gerald Everett. For the Bengals, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst. It should be closer, but I don't really think it is because that was year one, Jamar Chase. All three of those receivers went over 1,000. Ooh, buddy, I can't wait for year two of Jamar Chase. (laughs) He's going to learn even more stuff about what he did right and did wrong in that first year and just get better. And that's scary to think about. Yeah. So I'll take the Bengals all take day. Bengals on that. I, I love Keenan Allen, but he also disappears at times. Sometimes. Yeah. He's like he's an underrated guy, but like for sure, especially when you talk fantasy, but you know, I, he on the field, bud. And Mike Williams, too. I know you've got that neck thing going on that you're constantly battling, but it's like, I, I, I need you guys on the field. Those other guys, they're always there. <laughs> so, All right. Two-to-one lead here. Cincinnati over the Chargers. Offensive line, 
now. Rashawn Slater, Matt Feeler, Corey Lindsley, Zion Johnson, Trey Pipkins. Those are the Chargers starting offensive line. For the Bengals, Jonah Williams, Jackson Carmen, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa, and Lael Collins. Wow. Well, we haven't seen this Beng- this new Bengals offensive line. Um, I also haven't really seen the charge either, I guess. I don't know. Those names for the Chargers, though, stand out to me. I think I like theirs better. You like the Chargers line better? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. All right. Two to two. Let's go to the front. All right. Defensive line. Chargers in a 3-4. Jerry Tillery, Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day. For the Bengals, they are in a 4-3. Sam Hubbard, DJ Reader, BJ Hill, and Trey Hendrickson. I love what the Chargers put together. Give me the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to linebackers now. All right. Four linebackers for the Chargers. Kenneth Murray Jr., Drew Tranquil, uh, Joey Bosa, and Khalil Mack for the uh for the Bengals. Uh Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, and Akeem Davis Gaither. I will acknowledge that Logan Wilson, a Wyoming product just like Josh Allen, has far exceeded my expectations of him. But that being said, you said the names Bosa and Mack back-to-back. Therefore, it has to be the Chargers. (laughs) Well, there we don't even have to do the defensive backs because the Chargers advance, unless you really want to. We can. Well, let's see. Yeah, because let's do it's it. Worthwhile. For sure. All right. So defensive backs for the uh, the Chargers: Derwin James, Nazir Adderley, and J.C. Jackson, um, and Asante Samuel Jr. I'm sorry. Uh, for the Bengals. It's Chidobe Awuzi, uh, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and Eli Apple. And then it's Chargers. Still Chargers. Even, even with the rookie slotted in there in Asante Samuel Jr. So, not too shabby. I'm gonna he will be better than his dad. Mark, mark my words. <laughs> and that's also crazy to think that Asante Samuel, is his kid's already playing in the league. Like It seems like we just watched him. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, we're getting old, my friend. All right, so we got the Chargers advancing past the Bengals. Our next AFC wildcard matchup here, according to Brian's picks, we have the Buffalo Bills and the Las Vegas Raiders. Start out for the quarterbacks, Josh Allen or Derek Carr? Uh, It's JA-17, please. Yeah, that's probably the easiest one of the day. Love Derek Carr, but uh, yeah. Let's go to running backs. Let's go to running backs for the Bills. Devin Singletary. You know what? I'll do running back and then full, but I'll include the fullbacks. I haven't been doing that. Devin Singletary. Do they really use a fullback, though? The, uh, Reggie, Reggie Gilliam, who is the fullback for the Bills, could see an uptick in production this year because they're trying to run more uh, 12 personnel and 13 personnel. 
Um, yeah, a little bit. Let's go Devin Singletary, Reggie Gilliam at fullback, and James Cook at depth chart two for the Bills. Uh, for the for the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake at running back, and Jacob Johnson at fullback. I'll acknowledge that Josh Jacobs is the best running back uh, name so far in this matchup. But I still like what I know that it will get out of Devin Singletary and James Cook. But as far as just straight ahead running, always give me Jacobs. But when factored in pass catching and stuff, I'll take the Bills, guys. All right. Wide receivers. Wide receivers. Um, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Jamison Crowder, and uh, including tight end Dawson Knox with the Raiders. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Demarcus Robinson, and Dern Waller. If it wasn't three names, if it was just two names and a tight end, I would actually lean the Raiders because give me give me Adams and Renfro working together with Waller as a tight end, and I think I got something there that's pretty dynamic, and it is, it is. Robinson, I could give or take. You know what I mean? He's right. he's kind of a name just in the crowd. It's just he doesn't he hasn't established himself yet. Uh, well, I will counter with, well, obviously we're saying that this depth chart is going to change, but Isaiah McKenzie has been running with the ones this entire training camp so far. And he is the name that I hear every day out of practices. Look what he did. Look what he did. Um, but let's roll with the three that you said. And I would still take, cause uh, Gabe Davis and then Crowder like that, that's better than the Raiders, but Devonte Adams is better than Diggs. So yeah, it's a weird way that this ends up coming out. But the Bills edge them just a touch. All right. Three to zip. Let's go to offensive line. All right. For the Bills, Deion Dawkins, Roger Saffold, Mitch Morris, Ryan Bates, and Spencer Brown. For the Raiders. For the Raiders, Colton Miller, John Simpson, Andre James, Lester Cotton Sr., and Brandon Parker. That's not, that's not good. They got that Alex Leatherwood. They have him at second string. Yeah. But again, this is unofficial, so it's it's based on name alone. Um I think Dawkins has has made his place in the league where he's known as a top half left tackle. Um and then you add in a guy like Saffold. By the way, none none of these players have played together yet for the Bills. They've all been hurt or missing time so right that starting five you just listed haven't taken a single snap together yet which is interesting so but it but based on just experience and um i i, I think Deion dawkins is excellent so i'll take the bills all right so bills four raiders zero let's go to the starting defense now defensive line for the buffalo bills all right, Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Shaq Lawson. For the Raiders, who are running a 4-3 as well, Max Crosby, Jonathan Hankins, Bilal Nichols, and Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones a few years ago would be mentioned right up there with a guy like Von Miller or whoever as elite pass rushers. 
I think we kind of saw last year at the end of the line a little bit for Chandler Jones. It's coming a little sooner than maybe they would want. Right. I will gladly take the youth of the Bills over them, the Raiders. Bills over Raiders. All right. Uh, Linebackers. Let's go to the linebacker room here. And Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, Von Miller for the Buffalo Bills for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Denzel Perryman, Jayon Brown, Divine Diablo. Not bad. It's not bad from the Raiders. Um, But you said to do this by far playing in the Hall of Fame. So give me the Bills. All right, and then our uh, secondaries, defensive backs, Trey White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, and Kyer Elam for the Raiders. Rocky Sin, Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Morig, and Trayvon Mullen Jr. Yeah, this is the Bills, too. I don't, I, I'm a, I'll, I sound like a complete homer. I think people who have listened know I try not to be, but the talent difference between these two squads is is pretty apparent in a lot of places. Raiders All right. are still going to mess around and piss some people off this year, though. <laughs> well, this makes for an exciting divisional round, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, so it would be Miami, Miami and Indy, and then Chargers and Buffalo. Ooh. Which I really like the sound of that. All right, let's get your NFCs out of the way. Okay. Uh, Let's go to uh, Tampa Bay has the one seed. They are on a bye. Four seed Detroit, five seed Dallas Cowboys. Quarterback Jared Goff, Dak Prescott. I don't know. (laughs) Dak, Dak didn't look so good the last time I watched him play. He looked bad. I have bad Dak in my mind. <laughs> I'll I'll go Dak though. I'll go Dak. All right. Running backs: DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, and they're at fullback Jason Cabinda for the Lions. Uh, for the Cowboys, it's Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard, and fullback Ryan Nall. Give me the Lions. Give me the Lions. Uh, me and you both love Pollard. Because he doesn't get paid nearly as much as Zeke, and he's way better at his job. <laughs> but yeah, a Swift Swift has got something going on, man. That that dude might be the best running back in the league this year. We'll see though, for sure. It's it's possible. It's possible. Um, I like this one a lot here. Wide receivers, wide receivers. I'm on Ross St. Brown, DJ Chark, Jamison Williams, and of course, tight end TJ Hawkinson. So just receivers in general. Uh, if you've been following along for the uh, Dallas Cowboys, CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, Jalen Tolbert, and Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz couldn't carry TJ Hawkinson's jock strap. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> I think Hawkins has been largely disappointing. That's just not, me, though. Probably not worth where he was drafted, but, I mean, the guy was, like, one of the only weapons for the Lions last year. So let's see when there's more stuff going on. I'm excited for him this season. 
I'd be dumb though not to pick Dallas, right? I mean, CD and and probably and, a little yeah. more proven. Yeah. yeah, they're they're the real you know big money market there. So yeah, I'll go Dallas. All right, let's go offensive line for the Lions: Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragno. How what the Hala Puvulati Viti? Oh God. Um and Panay Sywell, Sewell for the Lions, for the uh Dallas Cowboys, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler B Days at center, Zach Martin, and Terrence Steele. Uh yeah, it's probably Dallas. Go Dallas. All right, let's go to defensive line. Let's go to defensive line for the Detroit Lions. Romeo Aquara, Aleem McNeil, Michael Brockers, and Aiden Hutchinson for the Dallas Cowboys. Demarcus Lawrence, Carlos Watkins, Neville Gallimore, and Dante Fowler Jr. Dallas. Go Dallas. All right. That eliminates Detroit, but we'll keep going here. This will help speed up. Once we read off all the names, this will help speed up my uh my uh my bracket on the other side. Uh okay. Linebackers. Julian Aquara, Alex Anzalone, Chris Board, and Amani Aruari. No, that's cornerback. My fault. Um Aquara, Anzalone, and Aloni and Chris Board. For the uh, Dallas Cowboys, it is Luke Gifford, Leighton Vanderesh, and Micah Parsons. Dallas. Yeah. And for the secondary, to close it out, uh, Amani Aruwari for this for the Lions, Deshaun Elliott, Tracy Walker. And Jeff Akuda for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Anthony Brown, Jaron Curse, Malik Hooker, and Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas. All right, six to one there. Detroit is out. We are going to San Francisco and the Rams. Three versus six should be fun here. Uh, let's start off with quarterbacks. Right now, it's Trey Lance and Matthew Stafford. <laughs> uh, Matthew Stafford. It was easy enough. Running backs. In a landslide. Landslide. Um, Running backs for the 49ers, Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson Jr., and fullback Kyle Juszczyk for the Rams. Cam Akers, Daryl Henderson, and they don't have a fullback listed, so we'll throw in Kyron Williams. Not that that helps or anything. Ooh, Notre Dame project uh, prospect. Let's go Rams. On Rams, the Niners' success comes from the scheme, right? So, the, as far as just the players go, the Rams are the better running backs. All right, let's go wide receiver now. Wide receiver, let's look. We got recently uh, extended Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Juwan Jennings, along with tight end George Kittle for the Rams. Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson, Van Jefferson, and Tyler Higby. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. That tight tight end position is is a far 
that's the biggest difference probably between in these two units. Yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup just had one of the most historic seasons as an NFL wide receiver. I'm going to go with them, especially because they added Allen Robinson, who has never had good quarterback play. And Van Jefferson, when, you know, their guys were down, he kind of stepped up a little bit for them. So he did. All right. So Rams lead three, nothing here in our little scenario. Uh, let's go to the offensive line. Trent Williams, Colton, Mikovitz, McKivitz, Jake Brendel, Daniel Brunskill, and Mike McGlinchey for the 49ers for the Rams. Joe Noteboom, Dave Edwards, Brian Allen, Bobby Evans, and Rob Havenstein. This is a, slan- a landslide for the Niners. Dude, yeah, they've Trent, done good in the trenches. Trent, Trent Williams is hands down top five offensive lineman I've ever watched play. That guy is unreal, what he can do with that size. I believe it. Um, all right, so San Francisco, it's one to three. Let's see if they can uh, we can make this interesting. Defensive Don't call line. A comeback. Defensive line. Oh, boy. Drake Jackson, Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, Nick Bosa for the Rams. They're in a 3-4. A'shaun Robinson, Greg Gaines, Aaron Donald. The sum of the parts, right? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Because Aaron Donald, his weight as an elite of elite of elite players of all time. Yeah. Compared to that whole unit for the Niners. I'm trying to think of... Because the other guys for the Rams are just... They're all right, but... I mean, Kenlaw is pretty damn good. Bose is really good. Bose is fantastic. I'm surprised that he's listed as just an edge. Um, but then again, I mean, they're just going off a bit. I'm going to go Niners. Yeah, go Niners. But okay. goddamn, Aaron Donald <laughs> makes up for just about anyone. Oh, he does. He certainly does. I will not disagree with that. Uh, let's go to linebackers now. Uh, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, and Aziz Alshir for the uh, – uh, for the Niners, for the Rams, again, this is all on paper, just for now, uh, Leonard Floyd, Ernest Jones, Bobby Wagner, and Justin Hollins. This is the Rams. Rams, all right, Rams, Rams, close it out. Um, they will advance, and then, of course, our secondaries, just for shits and giggles, um, Traverius Ward, jo- George Odom, Jimmy Ward, and Emmanuel Mosley. For the uh, for the Rams, Jalen Ramsey, Taylor Rapp, Jordan Fuller, Troy Hill, both a little uh, disappointing. I will go Rams though. Go Rams. All right. So 49ers out. Got two wild cards advancing in wild card weekend. Now let's close up a wild card weekend with Philly and New Orleans. Start off with our quarterbacks here. Jalen Hurts, Jameis Winston. Ugh. It's not fun. It's kind of tough, right? Like, I mean, we've been talking like Jalen Hurts is like a, a fantasy football machine, but as far as on-field stuff, eh, right. there's a little bit to be desired still. I remember him in the playoffs. He was not good. <laughs> I also remember Jameis playing in the playoffs. 
and he hasn't really played in the playoffs. He's only had like one play in the playoffs, I think. Was that it? Just one play? Yeah, he, he came in for some trick play for Drew Brees, uh, and then they lost <laughs> to Tampa. Tampa beat over the divisional round. Oh, uh, that's what happened. Yeah. All right. Let's go with uh, let's go with Jalen. All right, Jalen. Win for Jalen. All right, Philadelphia. Let's go to running backs now. Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and they don't have a fullback listed, so we'll go Boston Scott for the New Orleans Saints. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, who is back, and former Rams running back, Malcolm Brown. Bleh. That's what this illness. Bleh. I know. But we'll go with the who has the best running back out of them, and it's the Saints with Kamara. For sure. For sure. All right, wide receivers. AJ Brown, wide receiver, sorry, receivers. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Dallas Goddard. For the Saints, Michael Thomas is back, by the way. Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, and Adam Troutman. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This one's kind of close, right? It is close. If Michael Thomas can get back to what he was, AKA Slant Boy. <laughs> It's so horrible. That's horrible. Slander. It's the he's funniest. Way, he's way better than just being. A slant <laughs> but then again, if you can't stop a slant, that's on you. Right. Um, I will go. I will go Saints here. I'll go Saints. Saints. All right. Saints lead. Two. I'm curious about Troutman. I want to see what kind of growth he has here. This is year three for Troutman. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. It, it normally tight ends. That's when Dawson Knox for the Bills made his first big jump. So year three is normally the target for tight ends. All right. Let's go offensive line now. For the Eagles, Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Sumalo, and Lane Johnson. For the New Orleans Saints, James Hurst, Andres Pete, Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz, um, who is also as a second string center, and Ryan Ramzik. Right. Cesar Ruiz, um, Michigan guy, Hale. But uh, let's go, let's go Eagles on this one. I like the the continuity is is better. You know what I mean? Saints lost Armstead, had to replace them, so the Eagles have more snaps together. Right. Uh, all right, let's go defensive line here for the Eagles: Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Derek Barnett for the Saints. They're also operating a four three: Cameron Jordan, Shy Tuttle, David Anyameta, and Marcus Davenport. That uh, it's interesting. the The defensive line at the tackle position is where I thought that we would see the biggest difference. But then I forgot they have Davenport, but he hasn't really shown his potential yet. Right. That where they drafted him and trading up for him, he is not paid off. Uh, give me the Eagles. Oh, Eagles! All right, Eagles lead three to two. Let's go to linebackers now. Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, and Hassan Reddick for the Eagles for the Saints. Pete Werner, Demario Davis, and Zach Bond. See, that's the Saints. I don't I do not enjoy the idea of thinking of Hassan Reddick doing anything besides trying to get the quarterback. Ask him to do anything else, and I'm like, but you ask him just to get the quarterback, he can do that all day. But there's a lot more to being a starting NFL linebacker. All right. Well, it's coming down to the final. The defensive backs for the Eagles, Darius Slade, Jaquiski Tart, 
Anthony Harris, James Bradbury. That was a really nice grab they got. Um, for the uh, Saints, Paulson Adebo, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, and Marshawn Lattimore. Seems like the Saints have a bunch of guys that are guys that we've talked about in years before. They have the veterans. Right. But I, I'm leaning with ex- explosive play from the secondary, and I'll, I'll take the Eagles. All right. Eagles advance. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Fly, uh, so Eagles fly. Tampa versus uh, the Rams. It's a nice division around there. And then Dallas and Philadelphia. Okay. Do we want to do yours now? Yeah, I'll run through mine really quick. Do you need me to read them off for you? Or are you gonna if you want, if if you want to, if you, you want give to. me the teams, I'll pull them up. Okay. All right. So for the uh, for my first for the AFC, it's Buffalo, Indy, Cincinnati, Chargers, Denver, Baltimore, Miami. Okay. You only really have to pull up Indianapolis and, and Denver probably because they're the the outliers, the ones yeah. that have been have not been talked about yet. Correct. Okay. Here and, we go. And then for the NFC, it's I have Green Bay and Washington. Okay. So you have the Colts, Matt Ryan, and you have them playing who again, sorry? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Matt Ryan, Joe Burrow. What you got, Matt? That's uh that's a Joe Burrow. That's a Joe Burrow. As much as I love Matty Ice, I'm excited. Um Joe Burrow is just younger, more physically gifted at this point in his career. So sure. Joe Burrow. Then we can go running back. We got Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay. Um, I don't see a fullback list. No, I don't think they, yeah, I don't think they're doing fullback. Good man. They shouldn't. <laughs> Joe Mixon, Shamaje P. Ryan, and uh, Michigan alum Chris Evans. Hail for Cincinnati. I'm going to give Indy the edge in that one. Um, simply on Jonathan Taylor. So, uh, I know it's a shorter uh measuring point but so far so really good mm-hmm. joe mixon as great as he is he hasn't had like an elite season yet where i know it's only been one but jt was absolutely elite last year two thousand yards total offense so just by thighs alone give me jonathan yes, Taylor. yes 100 percent. first team all thighs uh wide receiver we got michael Pittman. we have paris campbell who is exploding off the twitter charts Right yeah. now in training camp, dude is looking elite. I know and, uh, he usually does in preseason, and then his <laughs> then the explosion happens to a body part when he catches like one pass in the season. So very true, very small, very slight fellow. I, I <laughs> even though he's a Ohio State guy, I want him to get his career on track. I do too. It's just it, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't deal with this shit anymore. <laughs> Uh, Ricky wide receiver Alec Pierce is listed as third on depth chart. And then uh, Mo Ali Cox, unsung hero. Mo Ali Cox is the tight end for Indy wide receivers. We already know the names. It's Chase, it's Higgins, it's Boyd, and then uh, apparently Hayden Hurst. Yes, I know. At tight end. I'm still taking Cincinnati all day. All day. It, it's elite. It's, it's, it's like a cheat code. It is. All right, now offensive line, everyone's favorite positions. So for the Colts, we have Matt Pryor at left tackle, Quentin Nelson left guard, Ryan Kelly at center, uh, right guard has Danny Pinter. Pinter? Pinter, yep, Pinter. Pinter. 
And right tackle, Braden Smith. And then the newly rebuilt offensive line for the Bengals, Jonah Williams, Jackson Carmen, uh, Ted Cross, Alex Kappa, and Lyle Collins, who is listed as out on the depth chart right now. Yeah, this one's a tough one for me because Indies is not as good as it once was. It's There's no Anthony Costanzo. There's, um, they have faith in what they have. They didn't really go out and, and break the bank for offensive linemen. Cincinnati did. We haven't seen a mesh well, but I'm actually more optimistic about Cincinnati's offensive line than I am Indianapolis. Uh, they they had money to spend, and they spent it correctly on getting that offensive line up to snuff. Colts are, Colts are living on a prayer, I think, with uh, with their O-line. I love Big Q, love Braden. I love you know Ryan Kelly. Ryan Kelly hasn't like blown ever blown me away, but I don't know. It's uh, a lot of uncertainty, so I'm going to go Bengals. Matt Pryor is probably the biggest name to look at, huh? Yeah, probably the biggest question mark, biggest uh, ringer, so to speak. Okay, defensive line. Here we go. 4-3 for the Colts. So we have Quiddy Pay lining up at left end, and you have DeForest Buckner next to him, uh, Grover Stewart playing the other tackle position, and Yannick Ngakwe yet again on a different team. Against, oh, and the Bengals. And the yeah. Bengals. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> You're okay. I was like, we already did that. But we did. I'm yeah. trying to remember who exactly who it was. Sam Hubbard plays the left end. Then you have Reader, newly signed DJ Reader, uh, BJ Hill at the defensive tackle positions, and Trey Hendrickson bookends the other side. I have to take the Colts. Dude, damn right you do. I have to. DeForest Buckner is a game changer upon game changers, and I can't wait for year two of Quiddy Pay. Yeah, you and me both. Uh, okay, linebacker. Here we go. Uh, I think we already know how this is going to go, but we'll see. So Shaquille Leonard, Bobby Akariki, and Zaire Franklin, and Kenny Moore make up. Oh, I'm sorry. I read a cornerback there. So, <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, Leonard, uh, Akariki, and Franklin for the Colts. And the Bengals have... Hendrickson, no, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, and Akeem Davis Gaither, who I, you said that name before, and I do not know this guy. I don't recognize it. I don't know if it's name familiar for me, but um, I, I think I got to go with Indy. It's, it's not. Is that far fetched? Is that no, like. It's not. It's really not. Because listen, Shaquille Leonard and Okariki are like our guys that have already been established on that defense and they do as good of a job as anyone in the league of stopping the run. And I think I trust them enough in pass coverage. Yeah. It's probably, it's Darius. Not, not, not sorry, not Darius, but Shaq Leonard now. Um, I, 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 he's the, probably the difference maker for that. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Cornerback secondary. Here we go. Kenny Moore, Nick Cross at strong safety, Ronnie McLeod at free safety, and newly signed big superstar Stephon Gilmore is the other corner. And then you have Akeem Davis-Gaither. Oh, I read a linebacker. Jadobi <laughs> Awuzie, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, and Eli Apple, a.k.a. the living toast oh god this is tough what would you take in the situation 
I love Chidobia Wuzie. Um, and I think he might give it. I don't know, though. Because I don't want to be a homer here. <laughs> they may have better safeties, but I think you have the clear win in cornerbacks. So it's like a 50-50 split in the, in the secondary, in my opinion. I like Nick Cross in the box. Yeah, he's a rook. He's a rook. He's he's fine there. In in the box, it's fine. <sighs> Jesse Bates played well yesterday. That's the last thing I'll say about that. Is that yeah. Jesse Bates finally reached some potential there? Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with Indy, and I think Gilmore is the difference maker. Damn right he is. If you uh, can shut off half the field and roll coverage to the other half. It's it's so oh, that that's the stuff that drives me crazy thinking about matchups. Is like if this one guy can just take one person out of the 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 play, you know, the program for the, the day, it's it's over because then you're asking for your second string guys, your third string guys to start winning their matchups, and how often does that happen? You know right. what I mean? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I guess Colts moving on. Um, Next up, Chargers and Denver. And then I'm I'm actually, we don't have to run through Baltimore and Miami again because, oh, maybe we do. It's pretty close. Okay. Well, here comes the uh, Chargers. And what's the other team I need to pull up? Broncos. Broncos. Oh, that's right. You put the Broncos in. Uh, let's do Broncos because they're the newcomers here. So Russell Wilson is first, and then uh, this guy named Justin Herbert. I'm gonna take Herbert. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not the biggest Russell Wilson fan. I think he's pretty good, pretty solid. Uh, but a lot of his success at the playoff level came from an elite defense. So, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm pretty oh. comfortable with Chargers there. And hopefully he grows the locks back. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Eckler running back for the Chargers. Isaiah Spiller running back for the Chargers. And Joshua Kelly, who is probably the best third string running back in the NFL. It's insane that that dude's buried on a depth chart like that. I know. Uh, and then the the Broncos bring maybe the best one-two punch in the NFL. I don't know. Pretty close. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, and then they have a uh, Andrew Beck is a fullback listed for the Broncos. Eckler is the only really name for the Chargers that, like, is it, for, for this comparison is worth it to me. Yeah. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon are proven talent. 900, I think they both hit 900 plus yards last year, um, and they're just getting better. I would have to give Denver the edge in this one. Yeah. Dude, it, everything that we think uh, uh, Eckler does so well, Javante does that, and he did it in his first year. Right. <laughs> For sure. Um, wide receiver core, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick, and um, oh, that's interesting. Cortland Sutton, right? Cortland Sutton. Why do they have him listed first? That is interesting. Also, KJ Hamler has uh, been activated off the pup list I saw this week. So, Didn't he reti- is he the one who retired? Seattle? No, he was drafted by the Broncos, but he has, he's been, he's uh, just okay. another one of those guys that can't stay on the field. He's coming back from ACL. 
last year. I'm going to go to the Chargers. Their receiver, their receivers, and at tight end, I think, is a lot more proven than. Yeah, especially Denver might have been close with with Noah Fant, but but man, he ain't there. No, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both went over a thousand yards receiving last year, so then by a mile, country thank mile. You, thank you for not making me pronounce the tight end for the Broncos, <laughs> Albert. I don't know Agubali something. <laughs> I know, I know you're talking about. Uh, offensive line, we got Garrett Bowles left tackle, Dalton Reisner left guard, uh, Lloyd Cushenberry at center. Uh, Graham Glasgow at right guard and Billy Turner at right tackle for the Broncos. And the Chargers have Rashawn Slater, Matt Filer, Corey Lindsley, Zion Johnson, and Trey Pipkins the third. I think I'm going to go Chargers on this one. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go Chargers. He had a lot of protection last year that Rashawn Slater was really good. Um, Denver's, you know, offensive line is solid and much needed for Russell Wilson's success, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pulling for the Chargers here. It's, it's it's interesting way these offensive lines are built because that interior of the Broncos is awesome. Between yeah. Reisner, Cushenberry, and Glasgow, like that's that's pretty damn good. But their tackles are eh, <laughs> a little sketchy. All right, uh, running a three-four defense. Here's the depth chart running out for the defensive line for the Broncos: DJ Jones. Mike Purcell and Dramont Jones and the Chargers running back with Jerry Tillery, Austin Johnson, and Sebastian Joseph Day. Mm. Jerry Tillery as a left defensive end is interesting. He played tackle in college. And Tillery was who? Was that Denver or Chargers? That uh, Tillery plays for the, the Chargers. Uh, I think I'm gonna give. I think I'm gonna give this one to Denver. I see that. I see that. All right, linebacker core. We have Bradley Chubb, Alex Singleton, and Josie Jewell as the linebackers for the Broncos. And then, uh, you know, some names here that are whatever. Kenneth Murray, superstar. Drew Tranquil, superstar. Kelly O'Mac, superstar. It's really not fair. Oh, and Joey Bosa on top of it. Yeah, let's not forget that. And that's a W for for the Chargers, and they advance. Uh, Drew yeah. Tranquil being, being the lesser of those four names is hilarious to me. I know, right? And I would probably, like, thinking about Defensive backs, too. I'd probably have to give the Chargers the edge in that sure, one. Sure, sure. So you already had them advancing a linebacker, so didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but just to mention them for the Broncos, uh, we have Ronald Darby, former Bill, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and Pat Sertain. Patrick Sertain is elite as a cornerback, but he does not make up for the rest of his partners. No. No. So... Chargers advance and actually thinking I was thinking back uh, no need to go through Baltimore Miami again I do have I think Miami based on our criteria is better so it's close it's close so for my AFC it's Buffalo versus Miami and then Colts and Chargers okay let's get to a Super Bowl yeah. 
All right, let's go through my NFC, and then we'll fly through the remaining rounds. What you got? Uh, Green Bay versus Tampa. Okay, Green Bay. And Tampa. Let's get them loaded here. This one's going to be this this first one. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, some guy named Tom Brady, Thomas, Thomas Brady. He's a handsome fellow. And... um. Oh, Keanu Reeves, uh, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Nice. <laughs> Go Con Air. Oh, no, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, he just l- literally looks exactly like Keanu Reeves in Con Air. <laughs> it's really bizarre. Not Keanu Reeves. You mean uh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah, and I said Keanu Reeves like three times. I just pictured that long hair and apparently John Wick and uh, them look the same. Uh, I th- I feel like I need to go with the with the goat here and Tom right I mean this is obviously really close Aaron Rodgers has been really really efficient in his career but man there's been a lot of big time games where Aaron has just folded uh, or Tom usually always rises to the occasion. Real quick, I just want to pull up if we can find Rodgers versus Brady head-to-head, but we'll save that for another time. Maybe at the end of this episode, I can get back to it. So the GOAT advances. Good job, GOAT. Uh, running backs, let's go here. We got Leonard Fournette, uh, Richard White, and Keyshawn Vaughn somehow still holding on to a job. Pretty incredible, actually. Uh, and then for the Packers, it's Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and uh, rookie Keelan Hill from Michigan. Hill. Um, I think would you see is Rojo still there in Tampa? He is not listed as the top three. Let's see. I think he did move. I think he did go somewhere else. Yeah, not listed. That's where I give Aaron Jones the edge. Then that's where if if Rojo was still there, he had some pretty big uh, runs at the end. You know last season when need be, but I think Aaron Jones, it's pretty much to me, Aaron Jones versus Leonard Fournette and Jones is mm-hmm. that guy. So one to one, 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 this one's by far the runaway. It's Mike Evans. It's Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, or uh, Rashard Bateman or, or Rashard Bateman or uh, some guy named Julio Jones. Or that Scotty guy, Scotty Miller, or <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll read the Packers ones, but it's not close, right? No, it's definitely Tampa. Uh, Alan Lazard, Christian Watson, and Sammy Watkins supposedly are all holding on the top three spots. And then add in tight end, you got Robert Tanyan and uh, Cameron Brait for the the Buccaneers. Yeah, that's Tampa all day. Yeah, that's that one's ugly. Ugh. <laughs> Would have been asking to throw in the towel. Left tackle for the Bucks. We have um, Donovan Smith. Left guard. We have Aaron Stinney. Uh, we did have Ryan Jensen at center, but we do know that is no longer going to be the case. Um, but uh, next man up would be Robert Hainsey. Yes. Uh, right guard Shaq Mason, and right tackle Tristan Wirfs. And then we can go over to the Packers, and it is. Uh, David Bakhtiari, but he's currently injured as well. Uh, his backup would be Yash Ninjman, but uh, left guard John Runyon, center Josh Myers, Royce Newman, right guard, and right tackle is 
Alton Jenkins. Uh, it's kind of tough. Tampa Bay did lose a lot. That Jensen injury sucks. Jensen, they lost what's his name to Cincinnati. They or and they had the Ali Marpet retired. Yeah. I think I'd have to give the, the line to Green Bay. It's close. It's close, but I think Bakhtiari is the difference when healthy. So yeah, when healthy. For sure. Okay, three four for the Buccaneers here. Uh Akeem Hicks, uh Vita Via, and William Golston is their defensive line. For the Packers, you have Dean Lowry, nose tackle Kenny Clark, and right defensive end, Jerron Reed. Also running a 3-4. Tampa. Yeah. Uh, Let's do linebackers now. Linebackers, we have Joe Tryon, uh, Devin White, and Levante David, and Shaq Parrott. Good Lord. And then uh, for linebackers, excuse me, uh, Devondre Campbell, Quay Qua, Baker, or Quay Walker, uh, Rashawn Gary, is, uh, and Preston Smith for the Packers. I don't know this Quay Walker. It's the one name that stands out right now. I think, I'm, I think it's Tampa Bay for me. Yeah, they got guys that are going to the Pro Bowl on that side of the field. Which that would give Tampa the win, but let's go through secondary, which I'm yep. sure I, I'm sure I'm picking Tampa for that one too. Jamel Dean, uh Antoine Winfield Jr., Logan Ryan, and Carlton Davis is their secondary. Yeah. That's a W. I mean the Packers has got a they have an elite secondary, but Eric Stokes, Adrian Amos, and Darnell Savage and Jair Alexander is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Maybe I do give Green Bay the edge in that one. Stokes might be the outlier. He's the one that has to step up. Right. I'll give Green Bay that one, but it's a four to three win for Tampa. Yeah. Okay. Philly and Washington next. Okay. Um, <laughs> Washington. How did you get Washington into the playoffs? Uh, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, well, quarterback Carson Wentz and uh, Phillies Jalen Hurts. Jesus, what a fun matchup on paper. Um, I feel like Carson's safer with the ball. Jalen can do more. As much as it pains me to say it, I'm going to give the nod to Carson because I feel like Carson might be a little bit better of a passer. Interesting. But apparently Jalen Hurts had the lowest completion percentage last year amongst NFC's quarterbacks. So not surprised. <laughs> Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, Brian Robinson, rookie Brian Robinson for the commanders, uh Miles Sanders, Kenneth Gainwell, and Boston Scott for the Eagles. I'm going to go Washington here. I Miles Sanders has been largely disappointing for me. Yes. Yes. Kenneth Gainwell is nice, but he can only catch the ball right now. He can't really be trusted with a down-to-down. Uh, wide receivers, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins for the Eagles with Dallas Goddard at tight end. 
and uh, the commanders roll out Terry McLaurin, Curtis Jackson, Jahan Dotson, and Logan Thomas. I have. To, I think I have to give that one to Philly. Yeah. I think McLaurin is head and shoulders above every single one of them, head and shoulders. But there's, it's a little bit better balance with Philadelphia. I mm-hmm. think Devonte Smith is great. Um, you know, I actually really like AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard. I take Dallas Goddard over Logan Thomas any day. So. I just realized that Washington has a whole bunch of guys that like if they were like death pieces for other teams, I'm like, Ooh, he's kind of fun. Like Deami Brown, Kelvin Harmon and Dex Milne are all guys that like that perk your ears up just enough. You're like, Oh, maybe he could be something. (laughs) Not, not today. Not Not today. Not today. Charles Lino jr. Left tackle for the commanders. Andrew Norwell at left guard chase Roulier. At center, uh, right guard is Wes Schweitzer, and right tackle is Sam Cosme. And the Eagles have basically the same old guys they've had for a long time. Jordan Melata, Landon Dickerson, Jason Kelsey, Isaac Samule, Samola, and Lane Johnson. I'm kind of tempted to give Philly the edge here. Yeah. Offensive line. I know, I think Washington lost... uh, one of their big names too this year. So I think he went to Jacksonville. Can't remember, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm more comfortable with Philly's offensive line. Uh, so we'll switch to the other side of the ball and we'll talk D line. It's a four three for the commanders. You have Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. Man, that's a lot of draft capital invested into the defensive line. Uh, not nearly as much invested for the Eagles, but still some stellar dudes. Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Derek Barnett. I, You know what? If Washington played the way that they did two years ago last year, I'd probably pick them. But uh, I think I'm going to go Philly. Okay. I think I'm going to go Philly. Their defense, I don't know what happened, but their defense regressed so hard last year. And their pass rush just was not effective. Yeah, Chase struggled in year two. He did, even before he got hurt. So, yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Uh, linebacker crew, we have Cole Holcomb, Jamin Davis, and David Mayo for the Commanders. And the Eagles are running with Kazir White, TJ Edwards, and Hashan Reddick. Yikes. Let me see. Kind of leaning towards Philly for that one, too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Philly. That gives Philly the win, I think. Right? It gives them receivers, offensive line, defensive line, and linebackers. So, yeah, Philly would advance. What do we got for secondary? Secondary, you have Kendall Fuller, Cameron Curl, Bobby McCain, and William Jackson the third for the commanders. And the Eagles are a little bit better in that they have Darius Slay, who's awesome, and Jaquiski Tart, who is awesome. And then Anthony Harris and James Barberry are they're okay. Yeah. Yep, Philadelphia gets the nod there. So uh, cool. Philly advances five to five to two. 
All right. And New Orleans, I'll, I mean, I can run through that really quickly because we've sure. already said those names. Uh, quarterback, I know people are hyped up Trey Lance. I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, I'm going to go New Orleans for running back or for quarterback. Uh, I'm gonna, also going to go New Orleans for running back. San Francisco for wide receivers or receivers and tight ends. Um, offensive line, that'll be a San Francisco deal. Defensive line. San Francisco uh, linebackers. I think I, with I think Fred Warner's the difference maker there. Like I'm not even trying to just blow through, like just just to blow through. But I'm kind of I, I I really do believe that that's a difference maker there for yeah San Fran and then secondary. Secondary for the Saints. Do I want to do that? No, I think it's a five to. Th- I think it's a five to two victory there. So, bounce in New Orleans. San Francisco advances. We have the Rams and Forty ers on mine. And I think these last these last ones will go. About that. So one and seven, and then Philly and Tampa again, second year. Both these are are back to back. Uh, Three Philly. So they'll be in Philly and Tampa Bay five. All right. Let's hop back over to yours. So, Brian, you currently have in your divisional round the Colts and Dolphins and the uh, Bills and Chargers and the NFC of Bucks and Rams, Eagles and Dallas. Let's start off with the Colts. Run through, run it through. Yep. I say advantage goes to Colts on quarterback. I think advantage goes running back for Colts. Wide receivers is Miami. Offensive line is Miami. Defensive line is Miami. Linebackers is Colts. And then it'll come down to secondary. And I trust Miami more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so Miami advances. Colts are out. Five seed moving on. Bills and Chargers. The closest quarterbacks, I think, that I will encounter. But I'll still roll with my boy, Josh Allen. Running backs, I'll go Chargers. Wide receivers, I will go. Kind of close, isn't it? In like a weird way, tight end. Right. I wish I trusted Mike Williams, but I don't. And he's going to be the difference there. And I like Dawson Knox more than Everett. Right. So I'll go Bills. Offensive line, I'll go Chargers. Defensive line, I will go Bills. Linebacker core, I will go Chargers, and then secondary, I'll go Bills. All right. Buffalo, Miami, in the AFC Championship. We'll get to that in just a moment. Holy shit. Crazy, right? All right. Two and a five seed. All right. Bucks and Rams. Run it through. Um, give me Stafford. Stafford over Brady? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, dude. He showed me something last year. Dude, dude's in a good system there. 
Yeah. If it was Lions Stafford, it would be Brady all day. Stop. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Ram Stafford. He's reinvented, recreated. He's like the million dollar man. Nobody listens to this podcast gets that reference. All right. <laughs> uh, running backs, give me Rams for sure. Wide receivers, give me the Bucks. Offensive line, give me the. Oh boy, that one's bad. Because I don't know, I don't know who that dude is at left tackle. I honestly, I can't tell you how good he's gonna be. It's right. not Andrew Whitworth. I know that much. I'll go back to Bucks for that one. Center's not as heavy of a loss as other positions. So without Jensen, sucks, but they they can get by. Um, all right, defensive line. Uh, I'll go Rams defensive line. Lamb, linebackers. I will go back to the Bucks. Wait, hold Second. on. Go. Uh, you defensive line. You went who? I'm sorry. Oh, defensive line. I'm going with the Rams. All right, so three to two. Linebackers, I'm going with Bucks. Secondary. Secondary is probably the toughest, but I will go Bucks. Bucks beating the Rams. Rams are out. Philadelphia and Dallas. It's Dak. Dak's better than Jalen. Running backs. I guess it's I guess it's the Cowboys. I'm not I don't like either one. Uh, wide receivers, the Cowboys. Offensive line should be the Cowboys with how much those guys get paid. Defensive line, I think I'll take I'll take the Eagles defensive line. I'll take the linebacker core though for Dallas, and I will take the secondary for the Cowboys as well. All right, six one defeat there. All right, so we got Tampa and Dallas. So it'll be a week one rematch as one seed Tampa Bay versus five seed Dallas. So we'll get back to that in just a moment. Uh, Let's run through my divisional rounds. So Buffalo and Miami here, quarterback play. Buffalo, running backs. I'm going to give that one to Miami. Wide receivers. Uh, wide receiver tight end. I'd actually, this is going to sting. And Brian, you might not understand this, but I think I have to go with Miami. For what one? For wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Now I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I feel like I was looking at stats from last year, and Tyreek had a, a bigger stretch of better games. Then, then Diggs did. Diggs only had like two games over 100 yards or something like that. Two, three, something like that. But, um, so Miami's got the edge there. Offensive line. Uh, I'd have to give Miami did a good job reinvigorating theirs, but I, I don't think it's quite there yet. Two and two, defensive line. That's Buffalo linebackers. Buffalo. Secondary Buffalo five to two Miami's out Chargers and Colts quarterback Chargers running back Colts wide receiver Chargers offensive line <sighs> Jesus. 
Chargers. Defensive line. Colts. Linebackers. Basically, for me, it's Shaq Leonard and, and Bosa. Right? Yeah. Asked to do different things. Uh, what? A, I got to look at the supporting cast again. Le- Leonard is the better, all in my opinion, Leonard is the better all-around linebacker where you're, when talking about both of them, you're talking about a dude that just consistently gets to the quarterback. <sighs> Mm. Yeah, look at what this Chargers looks like again. Yeah, I think I could give that one to Chargers. Four to two and secondary. I think the Chargers are superior in that category. So Buffalo and Chargers. C three NFC. All right. Rams, San Francisco. Rams, quarterback. Running back. It's tough, right? This one's tough. Elijah Mitchell was fun. Um I mean, I don't know if we've really gotten to see the full Cam Akers experience. I will go because I Kyle Uzcheck will be the difference maker. I'm gonna give San Francisco at um, at running back, wide receiver, <sighs> Cooper Cup or Debo Samuel, and obviously there's a lot of tight end comes into play here too. I think San Francisco has the better receivers. Cooper yeah. Cup is dead and shoulders above, but I think there's a lot more variety. Um, with San Fran offensive line, San Fran defensive line. tougher and tougher <laughs> I, I think I have to agree with what you said where or we kind of agreed upon that the four of them kind of you know Aaron Donald's great and all but I think this is a San Francisco advance which is crazy uh, linebackers 49ers secondary I have to go Rams. All right. San Francisco moving on. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, quarterback, Bucks, running back, Bucks, receivers, Bucks, <laughs> offensive line, Bucks, defensive line, Bucks, linebackers, Bucks. it's a sweep. I think Tampa Bay is that much better than Philadelphia. So, Tampa, we got two wild cards, Tampa and San Fran. All right. Back to you. Okay. Conference championship, Buffalo, Miami. Run us through it. Quarterback, Josh Allen, by a goddamn fucking million miles. <laughs> it's not even close. That dude would be 8-0 and against the Dolphins if it weren't for Charles Clay. Running back, you can have that one, Dolphins. I don't really care. Wide receiver, you can have that one, Dolphins. I don't really care. Line, 
they probably have the edge too. So right now the Bills are in the hole. But that's the great thing because here comes the comeback. <laughs> Defensive line, everything I'm hearing about camp, my dude Ed is finally that guy. And Ed and Rousseau and Basham and all these other ones that don't get mentioned nearly as much. I love what's going on at defensive line for the Bills. Uh, linebackers, because we have Von Miller, we finally have the edge. If we didn't have Von Miller, we would not have the edge. It would definitely go to Miami. And then uh, secondary, Miami secondary is awesome, but they're probably two in the league. Give me the Bills. All right, Buffalo close, advances. And I've said it since day one that I the Miami scares me more than just about any other team besides maybe the Chargers in the AFC. Okay. Let's uh let's bring it home for your NFC championship. Tampa Bay at Dallas. Quarterback goes to the Bucks. Running back goes to Dallas. Wide receivers go to Bucks. Offensive line goes to Dallas. Defensive line goes to mm, that one's almost a toss up let's let's give it to let's give it to dallas uh linebacker core give me the bucks and secondary give me the bucks all right so we got a buffalo tampa super bowl and tampa was your one so we got a one versus two let's go back to my conference championship buffalo and chargers quarterback josh running back chargers Wide receiver slash tight end. It's tough. It is tough. I feel like Keenan Allen and Stephon Diggs are like close. Mm-hmm. But Mike Williams was a superstar last year, but there is I just more depth. Gabe Davis four touchdowns. I know. In a playoff game, I give that one to Buffalo. <laughs> uh, let's see. Offensive line, I would give that one of the Chargers. Defensive line, probably give that to Buffalo. Linebackers, it's tough. Especially when you go off the base personnel. I've, dude, I think I like the linebackers for the Chargers more than I do Buffalo. I'm not trying to be like a hater. No, or anything. no, it's it's true. I mean, when when given Bosa and Mac as your bookends, and then you have Kenneth Murray, who's only getting better. I just like Milano and, and Von Miller is great. Tremaine, like I'm still hung up on Tremaine a little bit, as you should be. Even though he's getting better, I'm going to go Chargers, and then secondary. Trey White, Poyer, Hyde, Kyrie, Elam. Chargers. Sante, Derwin, Nasir, and JC. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hell. Three out of four of those Bills players, I feel, rock solid as potential all-pro players. If right, Trey the, gets to play a full season is 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 back to normal, but you got a rookie out there, man, and you always have to take that into account. Yeah, 
there's a part of me that does want to go with the Chargers here, but I don't want to like I, again. I don't want to come off like I'm shitting on the Bills. Oh, that this, those say those four names for the Chargers again, and I'll I guarantee you you'll hear <laughs> differently. Um, J.C. Jackson, Derwin good. James, yep. Sante Samuel, Nasir Adderley. Yep, those are good names. Those are good players. They just haven't stayed healthy. Right. Oh man. Yeah, I I, I will give the edge to Buffalo um, because there's more uh, chemistry. That team has been together longer. Yeah. It's the safeties, man. Those two safeties are so good. Yeah. I want I want Duran James and I want Adderley to be like them. You know what right. I mean? Like stay healthy, stay on the field together, and show your real potential because I they haven't been able to do it yet. Right. I, where I feel like I've yeah I've just seen a lot more from Buffalo secondary. Um. All right, my NFC Championship game: Tampa Bay, San Francisco. Quarterback: Bucks. Running back: Bucks. Receivers. Bucks offensive line, San Fran. Defensive line. Uh, and that's kind of close, isn't it? Because, mm-hmm. right, the Bucks run a 3 4. They typically do, yeah. They're, they're a heavy. Cover two teams, so they run a lot of nickel, though. I think I'd have to go that one to San Fran. Linebackers, San Fran. Secondary, I think that's where the Bucks get them. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Bills and Bucks, we both got them. Let's finish this up strong. Buff versus... Tampa Bay. We both should we got do these. Should we do these at the same time? Let's do these together. Okay. All right. Quarterback. Josh Allen. Today. Yes. Today it's Josh Allen. I agree. I agree. Feel stupid saying that though. Running back. Ugh. Man, that's the worst position probably out of these both both these teams, right? Right. And there's a lot of uncertainty with with uh with cheeseburger Lenny right now. I'll take Buffalo. I'll take Buffalo. I love James Cook. He could be. Um, yeah, it's Devin Singletary showed me up a little bit. Showed me quite a bit last year. So uh, wide receivers. I'm going to give that one to Tampa. Yes. All right. Two, one. When, when you add Julio just for fun. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, offensive line. I think they're actually after injuries and such. I think they're a little bit closer for sure, but, uh, I'm more willing to give Buffalo. Yeah. Edge on I, that. I as well. I as well. All right. Defensive line. Bills for me. Bills for you. So they mm-hmm. give the bills the win. Um, I, I think I might be in agreement with that too. Uh, yeah, yep. 
Linebackers, Bills. Bucks, Bucks for me. You're going to go Bucks. And then secondary. I think that's that would be a Bills one. All right. So we mapped it out. Bills and Bucks, Super Bowl. Bills are Super Bowl champions. We'll see how it all plays out. Um, that was kind of fun. I kind of want to do that. If I had more time to do that with uh, – you know, with some of our game picks, I wish we had more time to do that. Yeah, but we don't. It's so like rushed. Like, we're not like, oh yeah, the ones we did and the ones that we will be doing. But um, that's kind of how we have the season mapping out. All right. Yeah, it's a everyone lot of fun. Take, everyone take everything I just said on this episode. And remember, on a previous episode, I said that the Pittsburgh Steelers would go one in sixteen. Remember that. I was trying to this dumb. Schmuck right here talking into a mic somehow found a way for one of the most prestigious franchises to have a one in 16 record. It's not going to happen, but I did it. <laughs> I said it. You did. You did. I mean, obviously, like, is it, you know, we made these picks and there's so much that comes into play injuries, um, you know, come into play. It's uh, there's situations, players developing and not developing the way that, uh, we anticipate it all becomes a big factor. Um, and some people just hit a stride, right? Because, I mean, what we're saying right here isn't gospel. It's just, you know, it's it's what we're feeling. It's what uh, football conversations are all about, what we're feeling. Um, but, of course, conversations first and foremost, not screaming matches over fucking sports that we have nothing to do with. Uh, let's keep that in mind as we, uh, as we continue on uh, into the 2022 season. So, but that is it. Next week, we are back in the film room. Brian and I are going to discuss what we're going to take a look at. Maybe some players moving, like I said, moving places. Uh, we'll see. I definitely know that I want to take a look and uh, try and change some doubters about what Matt Ryan can do for the Colts. So, spoiler alert, I'm probably going to do him. Yes, I'm a homer. Um, and, uh, and 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 maybe some other things. Maybe we'll yeah. take a take a gander. So, I'm uh, not. I'm not as I am homerish, but uh, I I really want to. I. I'm, I want to do Tyreek. That's fine. I lo- I love it. I think I really want to. See, I want. I really like you to make a case for Tua and Tyreek to work. Mm-hmm. So it can be done. It can be done. So that's what we'll look to do next week, everybody. Brian, thanks for uh, being a part of this journey with me, my man. This is a lot of fun. The last nine weeks, uh, we have been at these uh, these these picks. This uh, is just for fun picks, and we've had a lot of converse fun conversations throughout. Uh, but it is all film room from now until the Super Bowl. So thank you so much for tuning in. On behalf of Brian and I, Till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Green 18, green 18.